Thank you for listening to the Passion Church Podcast. Our mission is to help you win by living a genuine Jesus-filled life. If you are ever in Cameron, Missouri, come and see us and join the Passion Church family. Visit our Facebook page or our website at passionchurchmo.com to find out more about us. If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Genesis. Genesis 32. We're going to start with verse 24. It's a very familiar portion of Scripture. Everyone here, uh, you may or may not be, but I hope that you uh, will be familiar with this story of Jacob and Esau. If you're streaming today, God bless you. Glad that you are with us. Hang on. Sense your seatbelt. We're going somewhere. We've had some of the greatest messages here in the last few weeks about revival and where we're headed and what God's going to do. And uh, today is going to be a little bit more up in the middle of your business. Uh Uh-oh, so everybody turn to your neighbor and say, listen up, you need this. (laughs) Take the pressure off of yourself and just put it on your neighbor, all right? (laughs) But this is the story of Esau and Jacob, and of course you know that, that Jacob was his mama's favorite, Esau was his papa's favorite, Esau was a virile manly man who loved to hunt, and he was hairy and wild and woolly. And Jacob was a little more uh, domesticated. Uh, Today we would call that metro male. And uh, he he stuck around the tent and learned how to cook. And he used uh, that. And his mother was kind of cunning because she favored this son. She wanted this son to be the son who received the father's blessing. And in ancient times, uh, the oldest child was always the one who received the family blessing to become the new patriarch of the family when the patriarch passed away. And so he was the first one to receive of the inheritance of the father and to keep the family ties all pulled together. And uh, Jacob's mama uh, was a kind of a trickster, and so she kind of talked him into uh, being a little deceptive. And of course, if you understand Jacob's name, Jacob's name means trickster, schemer, swindler, uh, someone who will uh, do you uh, wrong if he can. And so, quite honestly, he lived up to his name with his mama's coaching and snuck in on a day when his, his father, of course, who was ailing and aging and blind and couldn't see and was near death, and he put skins on his arms to make his arms hairy like his brother. And he came in to receive the blessing of the Lord in his brother's place and talked his brother into trading his birthright for a bowl of soup. Don't trade, don't trade away the things God has for you for a bowl of soup in this life. And so he talked him into that, but it was really all a, a trick. You know, the, the Esau had no intention of giving up his birthright. And, and Jacob knew that. So he snuck in and, and got the birthright uh, when, when Esau should have got it. And uh, it was all by trick and scheme. He's been away now for fear that his brother would kill him because his brother told him he was going to kill him. Nothing like sibling, sibling rivalry, right? And so his brother declared he would kill him, and so his mother had him flee to her brother's place, Laban, where he met the love of his life, Rachel. But that little scheming, cunning practice in that family was um, 
tradition. And so when he went to Laban and was so sick in love with Rachel, he told Laban, he said, look, I'll work for you for seven years if I can have the love of my life. And so Laban, his uncle, promised it to him. And so <laughs> he got married, and so they got him a little bit inebriated. So when he finally got to the tent that evening to consummate his relationship with his new bride, when he lifted the veil, it was the wrong girl. It was the other sister. And so then the uncle tricked him into, now you've married the oldest one, that's the way it is. Now you're going to have to work another seven years for the youngest one. And so this trickster thing went back and forth between them for quite some time. But then the Lord began to honor Jacob and help Jacob in all of his uncles trying to trick him. And the blessing of the Lord was resting upon Jacob's life. Jacob has now come to the place where he's blessed, he has his family, he's got more livestock, it takes uh, it takes a uh, army of people to take care of the wealth and the blessing that he has accumulated because of the blessing of the Lord, even in the midst of all of the trickery that his uncle tried on him. And now God has told him that he needs to go back to the land of his youth, and he's afraid of going back because he knows he's going to have to face his brother, whose last words to him were, I will take you out. Has anyone ever had to go back and face your past? How many knows that's not always a lot of fun? All right. So let's, now that we have the backstory, let's take a look at this. Um, just prior to the verse that we're going to pick up on, I want to make sure you understand I'm keeping everything in context and I will not pull anything out of the context in which it lay. Uh, Jacob has received the word from the Lord. It's time to go back. He is being obedient unto God, but he has now sent the whole company and his wives and his children across the brook, and he stayed on the other side alone because he needed to have a prayer session with God. Anyone ever needed a prayer session with God before you faced something big in your life? All right. So verse 24. I'm reading out of the King James, but we may jump over here and read some out of the Amplified as well. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he had prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Anyone ever gotten out of joint over anything? How many understand that God can put things out of joint in your life? Oh, you, everybody got nervous when I said that. And when he saw he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him, verse 26. And he said, let me go, for the day breaketh. This is the, the angelic being that he's wrestling with. Of course, actually, this is a, a um, Old Testament um, how do I say this? An Old Testament appearance of Jesus himself. But this is an Old Testament appearance. Anytime you see the angel of the Lord, it's speaking of Jesus. So look at this. <clears throat> Where am I at here? Da -da 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 -da. Verse 27. And he, and he said unto him, 
no, verse 26. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. Now Jacob says, and he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. How many ever needed a blessing from God? You were willing to wrestle for it. Verse 27. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And then Jacob asked him, said, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. He never answered him. It wasn't the time for Jesus to be revealed who he was, so he would not give a name. All, all he did was, was go ahead and hand the blessing to him, and being blessed, Jacob was satisfied. He didn't continue to ask his name. Go with me, if you would, though, back up to uh, verse 27. I'm going to read out of the Amplified. The man asked him, what is your name? And in shock of realization, he couldn't even speak it out loud. Whispering, he said, Jacob, which means supplanter, schemer, trickster, swindler. But look at verse 28. And he said, your name shall be called no more, Jacob supplanter, but Israel contender with God, for you have contended and have power with God and with men and have prevailed. I'm going to let that settle in the air for just a minute. If I was going to title this message today, it would be this. You want to wrestle? <laughs> I know that's kind of funny. You want to wrestle. Think about that. Do you want to wrestle? How many have just wrestled enough with life? How many have wrestled over your past? How many have wrestled over other people in your life or things in your life or circumstances in your life? How many have ever been worn out by the things you're wrestling with? How many have ever been worn out by the things your mind won't let go of? How many have ever been worn out with just the constant barrage of things that you wrestle with silently that no one else even knows about? But on the inside of you, there's a wrestling match going on. Mm. Well, for, for Jacob, this is a defining moment. Because throughout the, the, the canonization of the word in the Old Testament, Jacob, even in the New Testament, when the name Jacob is used, it refers to the nation of Israel in its own power and human abilities. So anytime you hear the name Jacob, it's reminding Israel of where they came from. It reminds them of what their character is really like. And anytime you hear the word Israel, it means you have come out of that into the blessing. So this uh, situation in his life is very, very pointed 
for both Israel and, and you and I because we are the adopted children of the Most High God. And so this is a good story for us to pay attention to because God wants to wrestle with you. This was a defining moment when, when Jacob is wondering, who am I? I know what I've done. I know where I've been. I know the things I've done, but who am I? I know who my parents are. I know how I arrived here, but I don't even understand me. Anyone here ever been to that place? I don't even understand me. We don't ever want to admit that one, but, but it's true. How many, by a show of hands, how many in this place have had that moment? Who am I? That's all of us. Isn't that all of us? We've all had that question. And then, and then we, we can take it to another step because in this defining moment, he's not only going, who am I? But he's also going, why do I do the things I do? Yeah. I'm telling you, have you ever just puzzled over the things you've done? I'm like, who is this person? Yeah. Have you ever done something and then looked back and went, why did I do that? How many have ever done something and immediately regretted it? And how many have ever done that one good thing and you just kind of walk around like? <laughs> I'm moving on up. <laughs> We've all been there, right? But have you ever wrestled with this one? Because remember, this is a defining moment for him. Have you ever wrestled with not, not only uh, who am I? Or why do I things I do? But have you ever wrestled with, why did I make the choices I've made? You know, he's coming out of several years, at least 14 years, of the blessing of the Lord landing on his life. But now he's coming back to face his past. And it's easy to like you in the blessing of God, but it's not always easy for you to like you when you look back to see who you are, where you came from, what you've done, why you did it, and who you hurt in the process. Oh. A lot of people say, well, my sin doesn't affect anyone else. Oh, baby, 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 baby. Your sin affects everybody else that you come in contact with because no man is an island and no man is all by himself. Every man is connected to someone else and whoever you're connected with is affected by the things both good and bad that you do in this life. Oh, I just put the rubber where the road is. Oh, I'm meddling now. We are in trouble. But may I suggest to you that Jacob couldn't take anybody else into this wrestling match with him. He couldn't bring mama and daddy. He couldn't bring his sisters. He couldn't bring, he couldn't bring anybody else into this wrestling match. He couldn't bring his wives. He couldn't bring his children. He couldn't bring anyone who would vouch for his wonderful character. He had to go alone. Every man wrestles with God alone. 
Where do you think the thought initiates from? Who am I? See, we, we like to attribute, and we do often, that the enemy supplants thoughts in our minds. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. But God also speaks to us. And God is asking him, do you even know who you are, Jacob? Do you even know? Do you even know who you are? I'm sending you back because I want you to find out who you are. I want you to see you the way I see you, not the way you see you. I know secretly in your mind you're not so happy with you. You're not so happy with the things that you've done in the past. You're not so happy with the people that you have hurt. And I'm going to make you go back and face those things so that you can find out who you are. So here he was all alone. And he's wrestling with who he was in a lonely place. There's no place lonelier than when you get to that spot when you go, who am I? What am I doing here? How did I get here? What is my purpose? What is my assignment in life? How many have ever arrived at that moment? Mm. There's no place any lonelier than, than understanding that you cannot wrestle with others over your character. It's only you who can wrestle over your character. You are the one and only person who is responsible for you. I'm letting that hang in the air. When I stand before God, I'm not going to be able to point to anybody else who wronged me in this life because all that matters is how I stood in this life. And I quite honestly don't want to end up at the throne standing before my Savior going, well, God, I hurt this person and 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 I never made amends and I just left it hanging in the air, but I hope you'll receive me. I never made the necessary changes in this life for people to see the Christ-likeness in me. I just went about doing it my way, dragging Jesus into all of my problems. Dragging Jesus into a lot of undesirable places and never let anyone see that Christ was working on the inside of me. Because I wasn't willing to come to the place where I would wrestle over who I am, what I am, what I've done, and where I've been. Oh, is this too hard? Is this going to mess with you too much? So you are the only one who is responsible for you. And now all alone, here he is. He sends everybody away. He thinks he's going to have a night to just pray and ask for more blessing from the Lord. And before he can even get his prayer started, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Before he can even get started, boom, somebody shows up and immediately he's in contention. And it's, it's a strength for strength battle for the entire night. It is like evenly matched. 
He's winning for a minute. He's losing for a minute. He's winning for a minute. He's losing for a minute. He's winning. He's losing. He's winning. He's winning. He's losing. He's losing. He's winning. All night. They're on the ground. They're on their feet. They're up. They're down. They're dirty. They're all over the place. It's strength for strength. Every muscle straining. Every fiber of his being going, Oh, I just wish this would end. No one ever wants to lose. So you give it everything you got. He's probably wishing right now this would have just been a simple little prayer. And who is this? And where did he come from? And who asked this guy to show up? I was trying to be alone. (laughs) I was just wanting it to be you and me, Lord. What is this? (laughs) But sometimes God comes to help you in a form or an image that you need that you didn't ask for. (laughs) When you ask the Lord to come help you, get ready. He'll answer you. And he might show up with a wrestling, what do they call that thing? Onesie. Ah. He might show up. No, sumu. I don't think he shows up like a sumu. I just can't see God in a diaper. I'm sorry. He shows up in a form he wasn't looking for. He didn't ask for. He didn't ask for an all-night battle. He just wanted to say, well, Lord, help my brother not be upset with me when I get over there. Give me a good recipe, something I can feed that guy. Come on. Come on. And he, he sent, he sent a, an offering ahead of him. He's, he, he, he took, I mean, he gave an elaborate offering to his brother. Much of his livestock. Anything to appease him because he was afraid. He was afraid of the outcome. He was afraid for his life. But I didn't ask for you to come and wrestle with me, God. All you had to do was wave your hand. Come on. Come on. This is what we want. We all want the magical God. We don't want the God who comes and works out the best thing for our life. We just want a quick fix. (laughs) Is this all right? So when God comes to help us, sometimes he comes in a way we're not expecting. And Jacob was in fear of his past because he knew Esau was waiting on the other side. And because of his unscrupulous character in the past, he lied, he cheated, he schemed, he tricked, he stole. And now he's got to go back and face his past. And he wanted to find favor with man and God back in familiar surroundings of his past. But he didn't really want it to cost him anything but there's one problem even though God has blessed him he is still Jacob he's still Jacob 
He has lived up to what his name means. I'm not sure why a mother and father would name their child trickster, schemer, supplanter. Because biblically, in the, in the Old Testament especially, when you name somebody their name, they often lived up to the character of what it was you named them. Be careful when you name your children. You know, I've heard some crazy names lately. Blanket. <laughs> Apple. I'm just waiting for someone to name their kid Couch Potato. <laughs> A lot of us are living up to that one, right? He lived up to his name. He was his mama's favorite, but Esau's enemy. And mama can't save him in this hour. So where does he turn? Now he's remained behind to contemplate what's next. Am I going to live or am I going to die? And just when he gets alone with his thoughts, someone shows up to wrestle. He didn't get a sulk in a pity party. The demand for his soul was put on the line that night. Wrestle or die, what's it going to be? Well, he didn't want to die. That's why he came here, because he had to follow the voice of the Lord. He knew he had to go forward. He knew he had to face his past, but he didn't really know what to do with this moment. So when God showed up in a wrestling match, what did he do? He had no choice. He had to wrestle. So he locked arms with a master, and began to wrestle over his character. And finally, he had wrestled with someone that the mama's boy could finally match strength for strength. <laughs> he was power for power with God. He was wrestling with him. Why? Because God came and only brought enough strength to wrestle, Jacob. <laughs> we all know that this would have been no problem for God. And so all night long, strength for strength, Jesus just holds him in the power of his own power. Holds him in the power of his own power. Jesus could have overcame him at any time in the night, but he held him strength for strength. Are you tired of wrestling yet? Are you tired of wrestling with your character yet? Are you tired of being who you are? Are you tired of acting the way you do? Are you tired of your mindset? Are you tired of being how you act, the way you act, who you are, the way you are at all times? Are you sick of you yet? <laughs> Is this all right? Are you sick of you yet? Power for power, strength for strength. It went in all night long. And it only ended when God upped the ante and finally said, you know what? You proved to me tonight that you can do this thing. Now I really need your attention. Pow! He hit him in the hollow of his thigh. Wham! Now, all of a sudden, 
Jacob's wounded in the match. Now, all of a sudden, Jacob has a point of weakness that he hasn't had in this match yet. You see, your self-will and your strong will is hard to break. I'm having fun. And some of you are hitting the person next to you. Yes, man, listen up. He's talking to you. There's nothing stronger in this life than your stubborn will. Stubborn. Oh my gosh. Not I know I'm not this is like holy house. But I know strong will. I live with Colleen. Stretch your hands this way, pray. I, I, I'm going to be in trouble later. <laughs> I'm liable to be limping by the time the day is over. <laughs> Want to wrestle? <laughs> Let's get to the heart of it, though. God knocks the hollow of his thigh. I don't even know where that's at. But he knocks the hollow of his thigh. And now... History tells us for the remainder of his life, Jacob limped. But something had to break or that wrestling match would have never ended. Are you hearing me? Something had to break. Something had to let go. Or he would have never changed. He would have never made it to the next plateau in God because he would have always been here wrestling with tricksters, schemers, supplanter, not willing to change. I'll just wrestle with you for it. I'll just wrestle with you for it. I'll just stay locked in. But nothing changes. And God upped the moment. God turned up the tension. And then he got to verse 27 when he says, all right now. Now remember, he's knocked him in the thigh. He's in that place now. And now comes the question. He's finally found Jacob's weakness. He's finally hit him in the place of his true weakness. And then comes the question Who are you? Who are you? I didn't ask you, Jacob, who people think you are. I didn't ask you what what your family thinks of you or the people that that are in your employ think of you. I'm asking you, who are you? This is what this wrestling match is about. I'm not sure, God. I'm not sure. 
But I do know that who I seem to be isn't who I want to be. I'm trickster. The word says that he was so embarrassed by it that he didn't even want to say it out loud. Come on, have you ever had that embarrassing moment when you had to face yourself and realize, oh, I'm not what everybody thinks. When we're young, sometimes we're full of ourselves. And every one of us have to come to this defining moment of breaking in our life. And he's at that defining moment. God has shown him the weakness in him and the understanding that power for power, you could wrestle until you collapse, but nothing will change unless you let me overpower you. Pow! And then God gets to the heart of the matter. Who are you? God knew who he was. God knew who he was. Jesus knew who he was. He didn't, he didn't have to ask, but the problem was that the wrestling match was over the fact that Jacob didn't know who he was. He only did things out of a carnal nature and just followed his whim, will, and want. He's come into the blessing of the Lord, and the blessing of the Lord has been on his life, but he's never been required to face himself. And now God says to get to the next place, you've got to face who you are. And so now facing himself in the wrestling match, looking into the face of who he's wrestling with, he's wrestling and contending with God. But it must have been look it must have been like looking into a mirror. Strength for strength, power for power. Now in the weakness, tell me. Tell me now that you've wrestled all night, who are you? Tell me now that you've discovered the weaknesses in you, who you are. Tell me now that you've contended and fought and wrestled trying to find your character, who you are. Oh, and he whispered, trickster, supplanter, schemer, swindler. This is the issue that you've been wrestling with your whole life, Jacob, is that you are a man of unseemly character. You are not an honorable man, Jacob. You're not a respectable man, Jacob. That's why when your uncle played tricks on you, you cried for my help. But now that I have shown up to help you and prove to you that I am with you, I'm requiring of you to go back in a different character than you left this place. 
I have, I'm requiring that you don't go back into your home territory as Jacob. And because he was truthful, get this, this whole wrestling match was about his truthfulness. When God required of him to be truthful, he could have said all kinds of things, but he told the truth. He said, I am trickster. I'm sorry, God. I'm supplanter. I put myself in a place that wasn't even mine. I stole. I cheated. I lied. And I hurt my own brother. And I hurt my family. And I hurt my mama because I had to leave. And I hurt my daddy because he couldn't take back the blessing. And I've lived a, a, a sham and a lie. And here I am, God. Weakened. I can't wrestle with you anymore. But there's one thing I love about his tenacity. Even in his weakened condition, he wouldn't let go. Even in his weakened condition, he held on and said, Oh, I may be all these things, God, but I need your blessing. I may have really royally screwed this up, but I need your blessing. I may have hurt an awful lot of people, God, but I need your blessing to go back and face them. I may have really blown this in a big way, but I need your favor to be able to make it from here. I'm weakened. I'm broken. Can I just say it? I'm messed up. There's no better place to be in God than to say, I'm a mess up. I'm not always together. I put on a good face, God, but there's stuff in here that needs changed. There's stuff in me, God, that people don't see on the outside that I live with every day. And I don't like being these things. I see who I am now, God. And I don't like who I am. And thank you, God, for contending with me and wrestling with me to get this out of my life. As a sign for everyone to see, I will have this divine limp for the remainder of my days, God, that the world will know that I had this wrestling match with you. Why is it I can get up and preach a message and weep in the middle of that message is because I remember my wrestling match with God. Jacob had one. I've had a bunch. <laughs> because sometimes God has to just reveal a little at a time just so I can handle just how rotten I've been and how much I need him. Hmm. 
This limp of God is the proof that I've wrestled this out of my life with you, God. And Jacob found favor in his life from that moment on. And God himself said, because your character has stayed in the fight and didn't give up, and because you had character enough to be honest before me, and because you understand that strength for strength, you'll never be a match for God, and because you've accepted the wounding that I have given you and the mark that I will always be on your life, I'm changing your name. Did you know that every one of us have a new name waiting for us in glory? I'll read the book of Revelation. It's carved on a white stone that will hang around your neck as a decorative piece. And you could very well enter the gates as Jacob, a supplanter. But when you get on the other side, you're going to wear a stone with your new name that says, Contender with God. I've wrestled these things out of my life and came a victor. <laughs> Remember that old song? Some of you who are my age will remember this. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. As the white-robed angels sing the story, a sinner has come home. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven, nevermore to roam. Woo, yesteryear. Thank you, Jesus. So he wrestled all night. He wrestled all night. And he won. And now he has the proof that he has wrestled it out of his life found favor. He's became Israel, the contender with God. And though Jacob means sinner, Israel means redeemed. His children became the children of God's promise on a stolen birthright. Whoo, that one gets me right there. His children became the 12 tribes of Israel on a stolen birthright that he did not deserve. But because he wrestled over his character, God added his blessing to his mistakes. God made his sins his victories. When an alcoholic comes into the house of God and cries at an altar of salvation and begs God for deliverance, wrestling over the fact that he is now chemically addicted but doesn't want to be anymore, God will take that moment and the birthright of sin and take that alcoholic and give him a whole new lease on life. And from the springboard of his past mistakes comes his greatest Testimonies. Yes, 
Ooh, if you'd only known I didn't even have a message when I woke up this morning. His children became the children of promise on a stolen birthright. Yet the favor of God rested upon them because Jacob faced himself. I want my boys to go farther in ministry than I could ever go. I want them to do things I've never done. They've already proven that the blessing of the Lord has come upon them because I contended with myself and wrestled me out of the way. My children don't have to suffer the depressions I've gone through. My children don't have to suffer the sins that I fell and succumbed to. My children can live their life free from the guilt of the things that I have done and hold their head up high and wear their name proudly because I wrestled in the night and got my sin out of the way and my character turned over to God. As Jacob wrestled with his character before God, get this now, listen to me. The wrestling match could have went a different way. But he let God win. God didn't show up in an overwhelming power. He showed up strength for strength. And he says, Jacob, if you really want to win and stay who you are, you can. But if you really want to win, say uncle. If you really want to win, are you willing to limp? If you really want to win, will you let me mark you for life? If you'll let me mark you for life. And let your character change. I'll give you a legacy. I'll give your children an inheritance. I'll make your children's names to be known. It's up to you. Are you willing to let me win? Are you willing to let God win? Because if you are, then you're not who you used to be. You're who he desires you to be. This message is always so close to my heart because I remember the defining moments of my life when I've had to wrestle with God. I remember those moments when God said, do you want to wrestle? My first answer is always no. That's always my first answer. No. But yeah. 
yes. Because I know it's going to cost me and I know it's going to hurt. And I know I'm going to have to admit I'm something I don't want to be. But then again, in exchange, I get free. And the old me dies and the new me lives. So I'll take the new me, God. We don't always get the opportunity that Jacob had to go back and face our past. Sometimes people pass, people we may have wronged, people we may have held out for, and the opportunity gets away from us before it can all be changed. But there's never a lost opportunity in God. And even if you can't go back to somebody to say, I'm sorry. You can go to the Lord and he can make it right. And if we're going to go up the mountain with God, then we got to do it with a new character. If we're going to go into revival, we can't go in the way we were a year ago. We can't go in dragging our past with us. We can't go in acting like we've always acted, being who we've always been. The world deserves to see our Israel, not our Jacob. The world deserves to see the best me I can be, the me that says no to the things that used to trip me up, the me that says no, nothing's more important than God, the me that sometimes has to put the pleasures of life on a back burner to do the menial tasks that God has asked me to do for the need of someone else. God's looking for new character. He's looking for a people of new character. Just because I have Christ in me doesn't mean I'm Christ-like. Is that too hard? Just because I've said yes to Jesus doesn't mean I live for him. Just because I've said the prayer and meant the prayer doesn't mean I went out and changed anything. I may have gotten forgiveness at the altar, but did I get repentance at the altar? Am I different today than I was when I started this journey. And if not, why not? Well, I know it's easy because the world comes along and tries to tempt you to come back. How many ever had a friend when the, you told them you found Christ, they went, well, we'll see how long this lasts. Oh, I've heard that. We'll see how long this lasts. I got some of them messed up, though. It's been 50 years. I don't think I'm going back. 50 years. My first wrestling match with God 50 years ago. 
Father, I thank you for these under the sound of my voice. I thank you for your power and your presence and your goodness. I thank you, Lord, for a message this challenging. I thank you, Father, that just because we say we're Christian doesn't mean that we're through wrestling over our character yet. Jacob was already walking in the blessing of the Lord, but he still had to contend with a character that had not yet changed. I've said yes to you, Lord Jesus. And even today, Father, 50 years later, I'm asking you, Lord, is there anything left in me that you want to wrestle with? I don't want to be anything that would be a hindrance in your hand, Father. I want to be a blessing. I don't want to cause other people the reason to stumble or to fear. I don't want to cause other people, Father, to have moments when they say, well, God must not be all that he's cracked up to be because of that man's actions. I want them to look at me and see the reflection of Jesus. I don't want it to be me when the wrestling match is over. As I stared in my own face in the wrestling match, I want my face to have changed to the face of Jesus so that my character displays him to the world. That is my heart. That is my desire. We're so glad you listened to this message today. Our goal is to bring hope, encouragement, and help you win. All about building God's kingdom. At Passion Church, we believe in community. If you would like to partner with us in prayer or giving, then send us a message on Facebook or through our website, passionchurchmo.com. We'd love to hear how God is impacting your life through this ministry. 